Welcome to Love and Compassion, a podcast where we explore different topics that may challenge our current belief systems and the fears that they generate. Our hope is that through dialogue, you, the listener, will be inspired and motivated in new ways on your own journey to living a more loving and compassionate life. Please welcome your host, Giselle Taraba. Hello and welcome to the Love and Compassion podcast with Giselle. We believe that love and compassion have the power to transform our lives in our world. Don't forget to like and subscribe for more amazing content. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing the power of the breath. It feels though, you know, we feel like we're breathless during this time. We were just coming out of COVID and now it feels like, you know, the world is at war. It just feels like we can't catch our breath and we keep holding our breath. It just feels like, oh, what's going to come next? So today I'm hoping we can have a great conversation about how to get back to our breath and, you know, be in a state of relaxation and love and compassion. Dr. Hitu Jagesar has over 20 years experience in teaching yoga meditation programs offered by the Art of Living Foundation. She's currently based in Canada, but has taught the Art of Living programs in many parts of the world, including over 20 African countries. She has a wealth of experience in teaching in very diverse sociocultural settings. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Hitu. Hi, Hitu. Thank you, Giselle. Hello, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for being on the show. You know, we're here to talk about the breath which is very important. Can you begin by telling our audience how you kind of got into this work? Yeah, so it was uh, 22 years ago or so. And I was writing my thesis at the time. They were very stressful times. And a friend of mine had mm-hmm. had uh, suggested to me, oh, there's this workshop that you need to do. And uh, that's how it began for me. And uh, the transformation was so you know, palpable and dramatic just within a day of the workshop that I, it was very clear to me that this is what I need to be doing for the rest of my life. So that's what I do. I share these programs wherever we go, wherever I travel to. Yeah. And the Art of Living is based on the works of uh, Sri Sri Shrankar? Sri Sri Ravi Shankar is the founder, the spiritual master. Can you tell us a little bit about him and some of his philosophies and how kind of the art of living came about? Yeah, so he's a global leader, peacemaker, if you will. Many people have heard about him. He, you know, he has done tremendous work in conflict resolution, mediation in, in times where places, parts of the world where the need has been there. But the philosophy, the the mission rather, is to uplift human values in society and to create uh, more compassionate, loving, peaceful societies um, through by giving individuals the tools, very concrete tools to handle themselves, to master their own mind and emotions. And that is how the communities are benefited and transform. Thank you for that. I was just wondering how the actual breath actually helps us be more compassionate and loving to ourselves. So breath is connected to our state of mind. It's very fundamental. And and you may have noticed that for every emotion that you experience, there is a corresponding pattern, corresponding rhythm in your breath. breath. When you're angry, you breathe in a particular way. When you're sad, your breathing changes. When you're anxious, it changes again. 
So for every emotion that you experience, the breath changes. Now it's very hard to handle, very difficult to handle the mind at the level of the mind because it's so intangible. Mm -hmm. This is where the breath comes in. So by using the breath, we can bring the mind into a more calmer state, a more present state, uh, being more in the present moment, more joyful, more happy, and also dissolve the negative emotions that we carry with us. Mm -hmm. So we become more resilient to stress and whatever stress is there, we're able to shed it more in a more effective way, all through the breath. And there is science that, that you know, backs this up. You know, it's been known there in the system of yoga for thousands of years, but now science recognizes that the breath has a role to play, you know, and it's connected to how you're feeling, how, what emotions you're going through. Mm -hmm. So for compassion to manifest in one's life, one needs to be happy from within, one needs to be connected from within and then connected to all those around, one needs to be in an uplifted state of consciousness. And then it's a natural expression of one's life is love and compassion. When stress is there, then we're not even connected to ourselves, our true nature. Mm -hmm. right? And we behave in, in ways that can negatively impact societies and people around us. So dissolving the stress and how to do this, this is where the breath comes in. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing this kind of disconnection and stress right now being played out in our world. More, um, you know, and I think one of the, the best things about the breath is that it's it's within us, right? Like it's something we it's it's something we already do naturally. And I think that it reminds us that we already have everything that we need. How do we know we're doing it right? Because, you know, like when you when you do yoga, or when you do kind of the mindfulness or even meditation stuff, there's kind of different ways that you can do it needs to be learned under the guidance of a trained instructor, a proper teacher who can guide you who has the experience, the training, you know, who knows the, the nuances, the skill, who has the skill. Well, thank you for sharing that. I was just wondering in terms of the breath naturally occurs. And when we're in our most relaxed states, we don't have to actually think about breathing. We naturally breathe, right? Well, so it's we the first thing we did when we were born, right? We right. took a breath in. And the last thing we will do when we die is the last breath out. But we don't actually pay attention to it through the whole course of life. We're not even aware of it unless we run out of breath, we're you know, out of breath or we're uh, exercising. That's when the breath comes into the forefront. And then we realize, okay, I, I'm, I'm breathing faster or this is what's happening with my breath. And how did you come to do this work in over 20 African countries? And what did you find out when you were doing this work? Well, the, the people, human beings anywhere in the world are looking for the same thing. You know, we are all searching for happiness. We want peace of mind. And so during my travels, you know, the experience is the same human experience. People go through stresses, maybe in different contexts, in different uh, ways, in different parts of the world, but ultimately we want the same thing. And we're looking for it, not knowing where to look for it. And once they experience the benefits, there's immense gratitude and, and recognition. And, you know, you see when you see the smiles on people's faces as they 
as they come to the end of the workshop, that gives us, that gives me immense joy and gratitude as well. Mm -hmm. Does the work that you do help you increase your awareness of how you're breathing and also use different strategies for breathing? Yeah, different breathing techniques that can shift the state of your nervous system, right? Move you from a fight flight system to a more rest and relaxed state of mind. So the breath is connected to your nervous system, right? We know this, you know, we know we now there's a lot of information that shows how the vagus nerve also works. So different breathing techniques impact our system in different ways, physiologically, biochemically, you know. And there's one particular technique that we teach called the SKY breathing, or the acronym is SKY, but it stands for Sudarshan Kriya, Sudarshan Kriya breathing. It's a rhythmic breathing processes that realigns the biorhythms. So in, so in, in, in more general terms, the, sh the, the stress that we're carrying at the cellular level, those things get shed, you know, whether it's physical or emotional. And there's a renewal from within, there's more energy, you know, you feel more energized, there's more clarity in the mind. So all of these techniques are impacting physiologically as well, definitely, right? I mean, it's a physiological mechanism. And it's, it regulates the state of mind, you know, emotional regulation is tightly connected through the breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And how does the sky breath differ from other types of breathing, I guess? The sky breath is taught in over a few days, okay. uh, specifically, you know, right now online, you know, over three, three consecutive days. So what happens during the workshop is you learn the technique. Then you have a daily routine, 20 minutes of the breathing that you incorporate into your day-to-day -day practice that maintains that state of centeredness, serenity, calmness, despite your environment. So you're carrying that, that expanded state of mind wherever you go. So where normally something would trigger a stress response in you, this doesn't happen to that degree. Or if it does happen, you're able to, after a few minutes of breathing, shed it, right? Mm -hmm. So it becomes like a shield around you that doesn't allow the stress to penetrate. And even if it does, it doesn't, the impression of it doesn't stay that long, yeah. How can we become more aware of how, if we're breathing kind of the right way? I know that there's the specific training, but just in everyday life for people, how can they become greater aware? Well, just, no, just notice, see when you're angry, what happens to your breath? It's going much faster. It's erratic, it's interrupted, isn't it? If at that time I said, mm -hmm. can you smell this flower? You won't be able to do it because your breath is so shaky. Yeah. When you're <laughs> sad or depressed, there's more emphasis on the exhalation. <sighs> you know, it's heavier. When you're anxious, it's very shallow, superficial, fast. When there's fear, for a moment, the breath stops. And when you're happy, how do you breathe? Have you noticed? Yeah, it's more long. from my stomach and, and deeper. It's long and deep. There's more emphasis on the inhalation, joy, mm -hmm. you know, more inhalation. So you, you just become aware, oh, you know, this is what's happening to my breathing right now. We, we know this. We, mm -hmm. It's so inherent to us, but we're just not paying attention. 
but it's very hard to then say, okay, I have to stop feeling angry or I shouldn't be feeling this way. That you can't handle the mind like that. This is where you need to sit down, do the breathing techniques that we teach, and then it comes back to the present moment. Mm-hmm. So your mind, it's either you will notice it's either caught up in the past, even you know, in a moment, it it, it moves from past to future. It's doing this constantly. And more your nervous system is stressed, more there is this tendency for the mind to vacillate from the past to the future. You're not in the present moment. So the breath is in the present moment. Right? It is the only, it's, it's happening right now. So it's the tool, that tangible concrete tool that you can use to manipulate, you manipulate the breath and you notice the mind automatically comes back into the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and mindfulness is so important in terms of, like you were mentioning, so often we're either living in the past or in the future, never really living in the present moment, but really the present moment is where our power is, right? Um, it's where life is happening, right? Mm-hmm. You can be optimal right now, this moment, you can, whatever action you need to do to take, you take it right now. This is where life is. Life is not what happened five minutes ago is not there. What ha- what's coming in two minutes from now is not here yet. Mm-hmm. So living mindfulness is what is more and more conscious, being more and more conscious of the present moment as it is and moving in that with the flow of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And wouldn't it be like a better world if we just all were able to kind of hold space for ourselves and ground ourselves? Has the breath work that you've done actually helped you engage in challenging conversations? Why? I don't start my day without my practices. That is my way of taking care. I can't be teaching something that I don't practice myself, right? So yeah. this, this is how, this is how it, it's, it's tremendously ben- beneficial you know, in keeping you in a calm state of mind. Because you see like everybody right now, what's happening is we are seeing that we are more, there are more demands on us. Mm-hmm. Whatever is the environment, the situation we're throwing at us. And in the pandemic taught us a lot of that, is teaching still. And we have to deliver within that that atmosphere, that environment. So the only thing that you really have a control over is your internal environment. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. And that's where self-mastery comes in because life is going to throw you all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But how you handle yourself in those situations, that's up to you. And that needs to be learned. That's a skill that needs to be acquired. Mm-hmm. In a state of mind where you're frazzled, where you're upset, where you're agitated, stressed, burdened, or burnt out even, then you cannot do what you want to be doing or even relate in the proper manner to people around you. Right? Relationships get affected when we are feeling unhappy or stressed from within. Mm-hmm. So everything we experience is a reflection of what state of mind we're in. And how we, you know, we're dealing with ourselves, how we're conducting ourselves. It comes starts from within. So you Absolutely. want a society that's more compassionate, free from violence, where there's more harmony, there's more love and caring for one another. You start. You need to start with yourself. You cannot even envisage. You know, it, it remains a far-fetched reality to have a world without conflict. 
if the individual is not happy, is not peaceful from within. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and completely agree. I think that's one of the things that we um, teach at Maitri Center, which is really, it's about starting with ourselves. We can't hold space for someone else if we don't do that for ourselves. Uh, it makes it really, really challenging. And I think that's why focusing on the breath and, and seeing where we're at as, as a barometer of where we're at is so important in being able to support ourselves. Breath, meditation, yeah. Mm -hmm. In all the, like you've done some this work in over 20 countries, can you share some of the more powerful stories around like how you have seen some transformations in terms of some of the work that you've done? I taught in a few conflict areas in Central Africa and there there were often, you know, people sitting in the workshops who had post-traumatic stress, had seen loss, tremendous loss, and or who had experienced violence themselves. And, you know, just to hear stories of how they were able to sleep better or those flashbacks that used to come to them that they were not there anymore, that they, they could, you know, that they just the feeling of comfort and security from within just after a few minutes of breathing, you know, these are common stories, you know, and yeah, many, many instances. Like yeah. It, I mean, if you think about it, if, if that's possible, even on a smaller scale, how much of it could be possible right now, if, you know, the world leaders and the people that, you know, have quote unquote power, would be able to sit down and just breathe through and have feel safety from within without needing, you know, weapons and, and war. And every leader, every leader, every individual on this planet needs to experience peace and expansion and connection from within, right? That's what is spiritual growth, right? When you're mm -hmm. feeling connected from within, you're feeling uplifted and you're feeling... The, the oneness with everything around you, with everybody around you. It is the mind that creates the division or the mm -hmm. judgment or the barriers or the ident limited identification or by race, religion, culture, et cetera, et cetera, gender, whatever it is, that's limited identification. But to recognize that we're all the same spirit, the same human, humankind, we, we all share that that common humanness you know, it's the same life energy that's in me it's in me it's also there inside you as well then there's a different world right then there's no mm -hmm. space for conflict and violence and harming somebody else taking somebody else's life when you know that's the same life force that's in me that's, that's there in you as well so the whole world would be a different place. And that's mm -hmm. what the work of the foundation is. is to mm. Bit by bit, bit by bit, bring yeah. that information. Which is so important because I think part of the issue, yeah. what, what we have found is really that as we become more harmonious internally, you become, your whole world becomes more harmonious. And, and I think when we start to recognize, and that's one of the things that is the power of compassion, which is seeing the common humanity and seeing that, I'm not separate from you. Are yeah. are we are all interdependent on one another? And I think COVID has shown us that. that yeah, to agree. And many times it takes a disaster to wake us up, right? Unfortunately, that's, right? Yeah, that's you. Know, you see people coming together and and you know rallying together to to help one another. But 
you know, if we could live our life on a day-to-day -day basis with that awareness mm -hmm. that we're all the same, not just at the level of the words, but actually living life like that, you know, authentically living with that connection, with that oneness, then it's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think, what do you think is stopping us? I mean, how do we overcome this fear that we have of one another? Uh, it's the mind. Created? It's the mind that creates and that's where you, we need tools to go beyond, to recognize who we are beyond the mind. We, we're not just this. See, there are seven levels to our existence. We have from going from the most gross to the most subtle. We have the body, the breath, and then going more subtle is the mind that perceives through the senses, experiences. Then going even more subtle is the intellect that judges and divides and analyzes. Then going more subtle than that is the memory, more subtle the ego than the spirit. So if you can recognize that you're not just this physical body, this color, this shape, the size, the, your likes and dislikes, your, your, your patterns, your habits, and that your spirit, your love, that is what it is, love, spirit, compassion, it's all that, those innermost qualities right, that we all are. To recognize that, you need to shed your stresses. You need to go beyond the mind. And that's where meditation is, is critical. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's so interesting. You know, one of the things that we see in, in our community and in the people that, you know, we work with and in the, you know, environment out there is people's focus on the body. Right? We are very, very body focused, very, body which, yeah. which is interesting because you separate the breath from like, as you were talking about the different levels, you separated the breath as part of something, but uh, we see that as part of the body and there's so it's, we're so focused on the physical body that it makes us afraid. It makes us afraid of lack. It makes us afraid of death. That's, what, that's what spirituality is, right? Recognizing that you're not just this limited identification with whatever it is or your your body is going to perish yeah. but inside deep inside is is, is energy mm -hmm. you know just think of it as energy if you, if you will if, you, if it's too intangible that life force in you that's energy and energy doesn't get created nor destroyed we know that mm -hmm. it's, it's eternal so your body will perish, whether you're beautiful today, whether you know your your skin is tight today in <laughs> years time, that's not gonna be the yeah. case. It, it will change. Your habits have changed, your likes and dislikes have changed, your your attitudes about things have changed. Everything is impermanent, it's transient. And when you recognize that, that there's something deep within you that doesn't change that is the spirit, that is who you really are, mm -hmm. right? Then you see life from a bigger perspective mm -hmm. and you start living your life in a different manner that is more uh, life supporting for mm -hmm. others as well as for yourself. More in connection, more in harmony with others, with nature, with society. You know, everything is different when you when you wake up to that reality that you're not just this body. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that is so true. It, but it, the interesting part about it is that we believe this reality so much, right? 
if we mm. really 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 believe because the, the thing is that the, about the spirit is it's not visible so we're that's so right. used to that's yeah. right so we're so used to the tangibility i have a computer i can see you so therefore i give a lot of credence and energy and attention to what is yeah in front of me than the 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 intangible but the intangible is way more powerful which is it's powerful and it's it's magnanimous right what you see or experience through your senses through your mind is so minuscule compared to what it is that you cannot experience or cannot even fathom you know it's it's beyond comprehension mm-hmm. So that's where that journey, that spiritual journey begins when you recognize that that sense of wow happens inside you. And as children, you were like that, right? As babies or small children, they have that sense of amazement or wow or wonder. You know, they will see the, the moon and then they, they see the stars or they'll pick up a, a flower and there's a sense of wonder, right? Because... Mm-hmm you're seeing things from a different way, a different angle, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a total union, that sense of wonderment inside you. You know, just observe babies, sense of wonderment. They put their foot on the grass for the very first time. And that sensation creates that sense of, or they discover their fingers and toes for the first time. There's that sense of wonderment and you've lost that. Right, we become so programmed and so wired in a particular way to function in a particular way to to achieve things in a particular way. We need to do A, B, C, D, E, and we're looking at life from a very, very narrow perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is what we see in society today, right? And that's what's creating divisions and conflicts and prejudices and. And yeah. the human values, you know, of love and compassion, those get go into the backdrop. Yeah, that's you very know. true. And it's it's so funny that you know we kind of lost the joy of living. Like, you know, like you see so many people surviving. It's just about surviving. But when you get to the end, right? Like, you don't want to have survived your life. You wanted to have. You ideally would have liked to have lived it in joy and, and cherished it and and have that kind of wonder. But I think and again, I, I go back to fear. We are we, some people are afraid to really relax and let go because it takes a level of trust in the intangible that is is hard. Very true. Yeah, but if you can, the moment you wake up to the fact that you're going to die, something else opens up in you. There's another state of awareness that, or you know, just we we live in fear and insecurity because we think we're going to be alive forever that this is going this body this physical form is going to continue forever mm. we were we afraid of losing something that we have mm-hmm. acquired or uh, we're afraid of judgment or we're afraid of um, comparing we compare ourselves to other people you know that this this living in a very very uh, small minded kind of way right the moment you recognize that life is much bigger than all of this Mm -hmm. this 
you're just a speck. What are, what are you and I, you know, in the speck of this, in the context of this universe, what are we? Few, few years, 80, 90, maybe 100 years will be here, but what is that in the context of time and space? It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we're here for a moment and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. We're gone, right? It, it won't matter in few years after you die, people forget about you. You won't even matter. You won't think it'll be over. So how you have lived your life while you've been here, you know, whether you've lived it joyfully with living those human values of love and compassion, how much love have you given, how much have you cared for others, how much have you uplifted, that's the other people, that's the only thing that really matters in the end, you're not going to, in your deathbed, you're not going to worry about your bank balance or, Mm. you know, how famous you were or how successful you were, those things will not matter. It's so interesting because as as you were talking, I think the word that keeps coming out for me is is the allowance, right? Allowing ourselves to not resist death and not resist like, you know, lack and not resist just allowing our lives to be like, you know, if you believe that, you know, our our life ends and then it doesn't, then just accept that. And you're allowing it. Oh, sorry, let me backtrack. You resisting it will prevent you from living life fully because there's nothing you can do about death, right? Like you're going to transition, whether you believe there's nothing out there or whether you do believe that, you know, like we are energy and we will go on. Um, you don't need to even believe in any of that. Forget about that. You don't, sure. want to, you don't believe in you. Just know that you're going to die. This is a fact. You know, you don't need to have any, you know, it may sound a little frou-frou and a little, you know, esoteric, but you don't even need to. Okay, finish. This body is going to die. That's a fact of life. You were born and you're going to die. Mm. And in between, you have these few years. That So, can, so are you going to choose to live them with joy into the best of your life? Or are you going to drag your heels until the very end? I guess that's... Only- fear and security and, and you know all of those things that that's why it's so important to to have spiritual knowledge right to know what it is when you start asking yourselves questions about who am i you know what is this life about what is my life about that's when you really start to wake up otherwise you're just leave, living in slumber and life just goes by and you're in total slumber. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not familiar with Shri Shri Shankar, but one of the things that, you know, David and I, who is my husband, talk about is embodied mastery, which is like being the human being, but at the same time being so connected with your spirit that you are in your mastery and are in your, your power. Uh, was that something that maybe he... Um, would like would talk about or, or I mean he must have been in his mastery and able to, to create kind of the art of living yeah, yeah it's something you can ask him one day he's a, he's a spiritual master he's, he's yeah he's, he's brought love and joy to millions around you know it's an example of somebody who, who walks the talk mm. you know lives by example yeah and we need more I think people kind of advocating for greater love and compassion and peace and inner um, yeah. inner power right I was wondering if you could show us kind of like um, not the sky breath but just like an example yeah. of a breathing technique that maybe we could that our listeners could do if you 
yeah. if your listeners if you are driving please do not drive please pull please over not, or yeah. listen to the podcast yeah. later so that you do not get into an accident <laughs> so i'll show you the bellows breath which is an energizing breath just adjust my camera so in this one you breathe in and out through the nose it's a vigorous inhalation and of course maybe you can do it as well with me yeah of course forceful exhalation through the nose and as we breathe in we raise our hands up open the palms right palms are open to the sky mm -hmm. and as we breathe out we bring the fists in front of the shoulders again okay so vigorous inhalation forceful exhalation maybe you need some tissue <laughs> actually blew my nose before this so we're pretty good <laughs> just have it next to you let's close our eyes <clears throat> keep uh, the shoulders relaxed gentle smile on the face and take a long deep breath in and breathe out completely and for bellows breath, breathe in, out, in, in, relax your hands, open the eyes. So, okay, so breathing in and out. Okay, with the eyes closed. So we'll do three sets. And in between each set, I'll ask you to keep your eyes closed and you can just rest your palms on your lap. Just observe the sensations. You may feel some tingling, maybe a little lightheadedness. It's all fine. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so eyes closed, hands in loose fist in front of the shoulders, elbows are touching the sides. Take a transition breath in. Breathe out. And together, breathe in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. Continue. And relax your hands, keep the eyes closed, body still, and observe the sensations. Keeping the eyes closed, we'll do a second round. So hands in starting position, shoulders relaxed, loose fist in front of the shoulders and the elbows touching the body. Take a transition breath in and let go. 
and let's begin. In, out, together. Eyes closed, palms open on the lap. Get ready for a final round. Hands in starting position. Take a transition breath in. And let go. And let's begin. And slowly, gradually, as you feel ready, you may open the eyes. That was lovely. How was that? It was good. It was, you really have to be in the present moment to be able to figure out the, right? So it was intense, but it was really lovely. How is the mind right now? Why is it called the bellows breath? No, the bellows that was you in Sanskrit is bastrika, the, the actual term in English we use bellows. You know those bellows that you you flame the the oh the flame the flame you flame oh. fires with that's oh that's interesting. Thank you so much. That was really really lovely. So tell us a little bit about some of the the, the work that you're doing right now. What do you want to share with the listeners? Where can they find you? Where can they find right? You? So the yeah, all our workshops. I'd like for listeners to know that we're here and available. I know people are going through a lot of anxiety and and depression even right now, burnout also. So we're here and offering every. All our workshops are are online mm. and. Uh, you can connect with me personally on my Instagram handle, Coach Hitu, Coach C O A C H H I T U, Coach Hitu. And our website is artofliving.org to, to, if you want to check out the workshops that we're offering, wherever you are globally, you can, you can reach out. 
Well, thank you very much for your time. It was a, a lovely conversation about the breath and about kind of spirit. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Loving Compassion Podcast. And we hope you join us very soon. Thank, thank you, Giselle. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye.